Welcome back in a Cotton Bowl edition of the College Football News Podcast. Nick Shepkowski, Pete Futek with you. We gave you a Notre Dame and Iowa State preview on its own. We'll do the same for the Cotton Bowl. Penn State going to the Cotton Bowl, taking on a Memphis team, a Memphis team playing without their head coach that helped get them there. Is that... Is it just a switch situation of happy to be here if you're Memphis with all things in consideration? Or is it one that you still give the Tigers a chance to upset the Lions in despite playing without their head coach? I hate everything about this bowl. I hate this type of game because here's the problem. If you're Penn State, you can't win. Even if you win, you can't win. If you win, oh, great, you beat, you're at the kids' table of the uh, New Year's Six Bowl games and you beat the team without its head coach. Woo, well done, nice going. And if you could, if you lose, which you certainly can, against a team like Memphis with all this firepower, then you become, oh, well, you didn't show up for this game and Memphis doesn't get any credit because Penn State, quote-unquote, didn't show up. That's at least what I'm going to say because they're better than Memphis. And all of a sudden, then there's just there's no real winning this thing unless it goes to form, which means Penn State wins this thing without a problem. Yeah, Memphis has the firepower. They got the speed, the athleticism, they got the offense. I don't think they have the defense to get this thing done. Now, they did play well in times this year in some pretty big games against the Cincinnati's and the Ole Miss uh, early on in a, a slugfest of a game. But if Penn State really shows up and they're not pouty that they're not in the Rose Bowl, which I don't think they're going to be. I think James Franklin gets them up for this game, uh, especially after losing last year's bowl game. Uh, I think Penn State should win this, and I don't think they'll have that much of a problem. I think Penn State wins this by more than a touchdown. Okay, so Penn State wins this by more than a touchdown. I think that they cruise, too. I think it has uh, – this isn't as good of Penn State team as, like, that Florida one was when Brian Kelly had left and taken the job at, at Notre Dame back 10 years ago in that Sugar Bowl. So I don't think it's that big of a route, but I think Penn State uh, I think Penn State does some damage in this game and wins comfortably in it. James Franklin signs a one-year extension. Uh, part of that because his name was getting floated around, whether it might have been connections to USC, connections to Florida State. Whatever it was, it wasn't enough, one, to take him away from Penn State. It was also, two strong enough to at least get him an extension for another year. Where does James Franklin kind of fall on your list of of the elite college football coaches. Obviously he plays in the maybe second toughest division in the entire sport, but where do you kind of put him in the pecking order of, of, of the, the great current college football coaches? Vastly underappreciated. And I, it gets lost that when he took over this Penn state program, this was just when the, the big four, the big wave of problems was happening after uh, the Joe Paterno fallout and after the Jerry Sandusky fallout. So Bill O'Brien came in and was able to sort of just get from point A to B and just be that coach. And then he did what he had to do to keep everything alive and kicking. But when Franklin took over, if you remember, they weren't supposed to go bowling. They had the bowl sanctions. There was even talk of, you know, floated around, which was never going to happen, of death penalty and things like that, which that was you know, obviously just crazy rumor from certain spots. And But the very least it was not a positive situation and yet he came in made no excuses from day one and look you know for you know you know there's no bigger Harbaugh apologist in the world than I am (laughs) 
But look, James Franklin got to the Rose Bowl. He won a Big Ten championship. He has had his teams right there and competitive year after year after year. And in terms of the landscape, it's not just that he's that good. It's just there aren't any other options out there right now. There just aren't those A-list candidates out there who you can see moving jobs outside of the Urban Myers and Lincoln Rileys of the world. And they're going to head up probably to the NFL. So if you are a USC, if you are a Florida State, okay, you kept Clay Helton. Yeah, you got Mike Norvell. Okay, whatevs. Like, James Franklin was should be a hotter candidate than this. And I think as big as Penn, it doesn't get much bigger than Penn State, but I know him. James Franklin does not like dealing with that Penn State world in, cer- in certain ways. Uh, I think he is destined for a much, much bigger gig than even this. And I think that might be the next level at some point. But for right now, he's doing a whale of a job at the, in, uh, with the Nittany Lions. That's Pete Futek. I'm Nick Shevkowski. We both expect Penn State to roll in the Cotton Bowl and win handily there. Thanks for listening, as always, to the College Football News Podcast. Be listening all December, all January long. We're previewing each and every one of these bowl games. Enjoy the games, and we will talk again soon on the College Football News Podcast.